Hello and welcome to You Had Me At Hello. I'm Callum. And I'm Kate. And this is the podcast where we get rom-com movies, we discuss them, we review them, we love them, and then we talk about the underlying issues that they include around dating. So Callum and I are going to be watching a rom-com per podcast episode and we are going to be tearing them apart and looking at our favourite bits and our least favourite bits and why. Then, later on, we're going to embody our favourite characters from the film and decide what we would do differently if we were them. We're then going to be bringing guests onto the show, including experts and people with experience in each topic, whether it be breakups, heartbreak or cheating. And of course, we want to hear from you as well. So make sure that you get in touch, share your stories about anything to do with dating, and we'll try and get them included in one of our episodes. So Kate, what was your best bit from the holiday? So my favourite part in the whole movie wasn't actually romantic, but it was the moment after Kate and Jasper had their little moment. And she was like, I have to go. And she put her black dress on and she went and she picked up Arthur and she took Arthur to his little crowd of fans and he did his little speech and he climbed up the stairs. It was just so wholesome and sweet. And that was that was my favorite part, I think. Do you know, I'm quite a heartless person. I don't cry in films, but there was (laughs) there was an aspect there when he was going down um, the aisle towards the stage and his little eyes were welling up. And I think because he's an old man as well, like it did give me little goosebumps. It was the heartstrings. It was pulling. They really know how to pull on the heartstrings. Mm. I mean, it was. It was very, very cute. Mm. So what was your favourite bit, Callum? My favourite bit has to be, and primarily because I've quoted this ever since, um, is the meet cute conversation. Because I just love it. I love the way he's like... You know, this old man, he's like, oh, yeah, the way two characters meet, you know, <laughs> it, there's one guy and he's just looking for a pajama bottoms and she's looking for pajama tops and blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, I just love it. I love the phrase and everything. Mm. Yeah, no, I liked that. It was very cute. I said to Callum, I hadn't actually seen The Holiday before today. I thought I had. I hadn't. But I knew that phrase, meet cute, and I think it was actually originated from the film. So it's obviously quite a quite a popular... Yeah, like every time I've said it to someone, well, not every time, there's been some times where people have been like, what are you talking about? Like, this ridiculous, go away. Um, but most of the time people are like, oh my God, the holiday, yes, meet cute. So it's like probably the most, the, the bit that I Iconic. associate. Yeah. yeah. But I think that just comes back to the Arthur-Kate relationship. Like, we both said that we just love that kind of wholesome, cute, platonic... Mm like rapport between the two of them like Mm. you almost wish that he was like 50 years younger yeah it is very cute he sort of adopted the role of maybe like her granddad or something it was it was quite cute yeah but he was still kind of flirty as well oh no i think it was platonic yeah no it's like a platonic flirt but i feel like he like he recognized obviously nothing's ever going to happen between them but he had this like you know he's like hey what's a girl like you who's so beautiful yeah you know i i think it was the old school shivery that he kind of was putting across but nothing you know too flirty flirty yeah yeah that that, i mean that would be a weird remix wouldn't it you know (laughs) the holiday and the next minute it's like um yeah 90 90 year old (laughs) who knows she saw that oscar in his window and she was like i'll have some of that okay kate so what was your worst bit my worst bit was when i was cringing so much when jasper showed up in la knocked on kate's door and 
you almost saw this sort of like resistance of Kate not wanting to fall for it again, being like strong, no, not doing it. And then she slowly sort of broke down, fell into his arms. And I just was cringing because I knew he's engaged back home. He doesn't care. He's having his fun in LA and he's going to go back home and ignore her again. That probably was my worst bit. But then obviously that was followed by my best bit where she walked out and she met Arthur. But that whole unrequited love and and just seeing her sort of like in pain at that moment was probably, yeah, not a nice thing. I love that your lowest point and your highest point were like in that same 10 minute window. Mm. It was a roller coaster. It really was. Yeah. We love a roller coaster. (laughs) We absolutely love a roller coaster. Yeah. No, I have to admit like he is just the worst um and you do think oh maybe she's going to be strong and then literally like the next scene she's like Mm. draped over him on the sofa you're like seriously have some dignity woman especially because she's like been on this whole journey in LA by that point so you think oh okay yeah she's you know she's really come into herself and found herself nope straight back relapsed yeah but that was at the same time that I think Jack went to his ex as well, wasn't it? So they both kind of reverted back to this, I think, comfort state when they knew it wasn't good for them. Disgraceful. Just not just not acceptable. Not acceptable. And, uh, and what was your worst bit, Callum? So my worst bit did involve Jasper and it did involve Kate, but it was right at the beginning. So it was the bit where he comes in and he says that he'd got her a present and she... It's like, oh my God, actually, so have I. Opens the drawer, has this perfectly wrapped book, which is like a first edition of whatever his favourite book is or something like that. And he's like, um, yeah, I haven't actually got yours with me. In other words, I haven't really got you a present. Uh, and he kind of backpedals. And, and it's just, oh, it's the worst. It's so cringy because you can just, I don't know, there's just something I think I can kind of see when that happens, you know, early on in relationships at like Christmas, birthdays, Valentine's, where one person gives a gift the other person doesn't or one person gives a really good gift the other person just gives a card like i just yeah it's it's the awkwardness of that but then it's also heartbreaking because it had been what three years that she's been in love with this guy (laughs) and it's just like it's still going on she's still clearly blinded by him it's just it's heartbreaking to watch so early on as well in the film so with this part of the podcast we like to like embody a character from the film and then do things differently. Like, how would we do things if we were that person? So, Kate, kick us off. Firstly, who would you be and what would you do differently? I am taking the role of Kate. Kate is being Kate, naturally. <laughs> Very fitting. Um, and I'm taking the role of her because I understand unrequited love. And I think it's so difficult. I completely empathize with her in terms of why she's sticking around. But I think it could have been done differently. Um, I think just in terms of you can feel unrequited love, but when it's prolonged for that amount of time, three years, it gets to a point where it's sort of like you're no longer the victim. You're doing it to yourself. So if I was in the position of Kate, I probably would have rewound to not even six months. I think that's even like that's too far now. Three years is far too much. And I would have just sent myself away on like a holiday or like done something to distract myself, blocked his number, never spoke to him. If I work with him, you know, leave my job or just, or do something where I didn't have to see him every day. 
yeah, I wouldn't have let myself drag on for that long. Especially, she's a gorgeous woman as well, you know. She's she's probably going to have a lovely man out there for her and she's stuck on this, this asshole, Jasper. The the looks part, I feel like, does kind of reflect the, the personality as well because when she starts to get over him, suddenly she's glowing, she's got, you know, she's she's taking more pride in her appearance, she's dressing sexier, she, she becomes, you know, the peak of who she is. And right at the beginning when she's, buried in him she's like this kind of withered version of the same flower oh that sounded good withered version mm. of the same flower mm. stop that poetry that was strong mm. yeah no I, I i didn't even recognize that but after you've said that i remember thinking at the beginning of the film you know put your hair down <laughs> dress up a bit <laughs> you know what i mean but when she when she hit la and when she started getting over him it was like bam glow up new woman <laughs> i love to see it we love to see it. The The thing that was interesting though is you said that you would quit your job. So that is an interesting point. So if you work together with this guy, you're in love with him. Mm-hmm. Within six months, you just quit your job just to get yourself out of the situation. I think I would try every other thing beforehand. And I always put career first. But then I also think that mental health and wellness is above career and, and anything. So if I got to the point where I tried everything... And I was so distraught and I was still in love and I was seeing him every day. And that was the one barrier to get over him. Then the job's not for you. You've got to move on. And that that's just meant to be. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I guess also you probably aren't going to perform as well in your job anyway. Because mm. you're going to be so distracted. Like every time you try and, you know, write an article. Especially because she was like writing the wedding section of the Telegraph, wasn't she? So like that's even worse. Like she's just writing about love whilst looking at this guy that she's obsessed with. Yeah. And I want to say, I don't advise anyone to quit their job if they are in love with a colleague, <laughs> just to say, full disclosure. Um, but I, I do think mental health above everything. That's that's what I'm trying to say. So if that means, you know, leaving your job to, to sacrifice that, then then fine. And Callum, which character would you embody and why? So I had to think about this and I was torn between Jude Law and Jack Black. Um, and I think I've landed on Jude Law and the bit that I would do differently and I don't know if this is just me being like heartless but he's only been dating Cameron Diaz less than two weeks and they're in bed together and then he just straight up says he loves her about three or four times and she doesn't say it back because it's only been two weeks and he also knows that she's a bit like you know emotionally stinted anyway because she can't even cry i i just don't know if i would have i don't know after eight days or ten days or whatever it was if i would turn around and be like i love you but i have to come back to that and say i agree it isn't that long but if she's leaving what in a few days time or whenever she's supposed to leave I, 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 as Jude, would regret not telling her. And if you're in love, you're in love. True. And I mean, I mean, to be fair, it did work out for him because she came running back and she was like, you know what, I'll stay until New Year's Eve. And then what? I'd like to know what happened after that, to be honest. Um, I think, yeah, I guess if you've got kids, you have to go hard or go home, right? You have to just be like, listen, I love you. I'm obsessed with you. You are the one for me. I've never felt like this about anybody else. Not to mention it's a rom-com anyway. And then you just have to be like, I'm laying it all out there. But... I still don't know if I would have come that heavy. I think I would have just been like, look, I really, really like you. Mm, not not quite as you're looking at me. Do you not think that you can fall in love within that short space of time? Uh, mm, 
I just don't know. I don't know if it's confusing because, like, don't get me wrong, I think you can have really strong like whirlwind romance feelings, especially if you've been spending every day together in this romantic setting in the festive season, which is particularly romantic. But I just don't know if I would say that it was love. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah. I, I think in the early stages, I probably define it as infatuation and liking someone. But I also think we're not... I've never been in a situation where... I do have those strong feelings for someone and they move halfway across the planet. So I guess it's it's hard to put myself in his position, I guess. But it was strong, I will agree. But then, you know, you only live once. Yeah, and I'm like, I, like you say, I guess you have to just, you know, you've just got to be romantic. That's what it is, isn't it? It's a big romantic gesture. I love you. And then bam, she comes, <laughs> she comes running. Whereas maybe if he was like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of liking you, love. Like you're you're pretty decent. Like you know, I could kind of see us maybe making it Facebook official at some point. Then may not have had the same effect. I agree. I I think it was that passion that sort of made her come running back after she'd sort of like contemplated it for a while because her initial reaction was no reaction. <laughs> she didn't say anything back, and that was a bit cringe. But. He put it out there, he put it on the plate, and she eventually came running, so it's good. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely been her in a situation before, but uh, <laughs> we won't get into that. The next part of the podcast is where we get a fantastic guest to talk about the themes of the film that we have watched. So, Kate, obviously, we watched The Holiday, and what was the theme that we decided we were going to extract from that? So the theme we got was unrequited love from Kate loving her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, it was quite pathetic uh, in her instance. It was very, very kind of frustrating to watch. Um, but it did kind of stimulate that idea of... And we've, we've all been there. We've all been in that situation. But our next guest, um, Ogo, who is a presenter that I've kind of... We roll in the same circles, as it were... Um, she said to me, when this topic was put out there to the masses, she approached me and said, unrequited love, that's the story of my life. <laughs> yes, verbatim. <laughs> what, what, tell us, because I mean, you instantly, I was like, okay, well, you are the perfect person uh, for this. What, why is it the story of your life? Tell us about that. I'm so glad my misery can be used for this episode. Um, but yeah, no, it genuinely is a story of my life. Like going through school, college, uni, I just feel like unrequited love has been a constant theme. You know, when you have like a crush on someone and then it just doesn't work out. Um, it's time after time, after time, after time <laughs> again that happens. And it, you just sort of just learn to just just live with it I guess and just hope that one day you know you won't this won't happen and the person will actually reciprocate the feelings that you feel oh my gosh so what happens is it just a crush or do you sort of well, let that feeling known well, do you well that's tell the thing them? I feel like uh, well the, I, I never tell them I think I think that's the problem <laughs> I never tell them because I'm not that girl and like I think maybe I create my own problems because then I have all these thoughts and have all these feelings, but then the guy never knows. And so, of course, he can't read my mind. Um, but the story normally goes like this. Girl meets boy, boy meets girl. They develop like a friendship relationship. And then, you know, things sort of start to escalate. And then you feel, okay, you're, coming, you're going to each other's houses. You're hanging out. You're in the same friendship circles. And then there's mixed signals, you know, you're talking on the couch when it's late at night, blah, blah, blah. You're inviting each other to places. 
And then, the, the, literally, the, it always goes like this. And then one day, a friend of a friend tells me, oh, he's got a girlfriend. And I'm like, <gasps> And that happens with everyone? Or like, is that no, just like... Ge- well, the last two. <laughs> the last two, that's genuinely how the story went. Like, I thought it was going somewhere. And then I just find out, oh, yeah, he's got a girlfriend. And then it's like, in that minute, I don't know how to describe, like, the shift. But there's, like, a shift that takes place where it's like, okay, I just got to move on with my life now. <laughs> which sounds really sad but trust me i'm okay like i'm fine you know also i feel like it needs to be said like obviously this is a podcast so nobody can see you no you're an attractive girl like thank it's you not very like much, yeah you really are thank you very much that's what i don't get okay you are? What, what is wrong with these boys well i think maybe what's wrong is that they're just unavailable like maybe i just go for unavailable people but i didn't know they were unavailable that's the thing they're single at the point that you met them yeah. right when yeah. you started hanging out i think it's twofold so from a from a guy's perspective um, if you're not telling them, I mean, I like to think that I'm quite good at picking up signals to tell whether or not a girl is interested. Most of the time I make it up in my head and pretend she's interested, even though she's not. But I think most guys are probably more, they would sort of be more cautious. So if you are interested, they might think, oh, maybe she is. But then they're like, mm, but I don't think she is. I'm not sure. And so therefore never act on it. So maybe you're just not, you know, given the green light. I don't know. Well, no, I so disagree. Wait, what do you think? No, I disagree. I think when you start dating someone, I would never be like, by the way, I like you. I would like, never do that. It could never do, be me. Do you know what I mean? It just never be me. Like, if you're hanging out at the couch late at night, it's just you two. You're hanging out, you're talking, just the two of you. That is enough of a signal to be like, I'm into you. Do you know what I mean? But was this a house party that, like, people just slowly started to drift off to bed and you were the last two standing? Or was it, like, just you two, you met up, you Netflix and chilled, and then you're on the couch? It was more... Well, I don't want to give away the specifics, just in case that gives away the person. (laughs) But it was more the first bit, what you said, like, it was a house party. Oh, my God, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. But it was, like... It was a no, I'm joking. I'm not. It was like a house gathering, and then um, everybody like broke off like into like groups, and it was just like us two. I feel like maybe the signs were there. Maybe I missed them. Maybe he missed them. It was just a mutually exclusive miscommunication, which led to you know. Was it like flirty language? Like how were you of speaking course. to each other? Of it, like genuinely flirty language. Then I don't understand that. Well, like why hasn't? Why didn't he try and kiss you or something? I feel like maybe reflecting on it, maybe it's just a case of maybe yeah. What if he did have a girlfriend at, like all this time and I was just like the side chick, <laughs> you know? But then why what didn't if- he mention it? If you guys were friends, he would have said right that he had a girlfriend. I do. And that's why I don't understand, guys. I just don't understand. In a weird way, this is very similar to the film because obviously Kate's character, she, she I mean, it's an ex-boyfriend that she's still in love with, um, but he doesn't tell her that he's getting engaged or has been engaged to someone else. So he's still kind of like trying to keep her on a string um, and she's like, you know, doing all these lovely, thoughtful things because she's still smitten. Um, and he doesn't tell her that he's, you know, actually got someone else. So I think that's that's probably part of the issue. But but then I feel like that's an issue in itself because how does his fiance feel? You know, I always wonder how do people do that? Yeah, disgusting. Men yeah. are just terrible humans. Why do you aren't they? Why do you guys do that, Callum? Explain. Explain. <laughs> oh yeah, come on. Men's point of view here. Girls are just as bad, and I can tell you that for a fact. Um, I I know. I know I know married women that have have acted in not so moral ways 
Um, so I think both sides of the coin are, are just as bad as each other. I think it's just, it's the world we live in. It is. I mean, statistically, I will say that actually cheating rates are higher amongst men. Just stats there, well, but it I, is true. I you know, heard though, can. I heard there's a talk show I watched called The Real. Uh, it's like four women. I love women. The Real. I love The Real. <laughs> and Jeannie, Jeannie said that actually women cheat more than men, but we just know how to get away with it. Ah, so it's not recorded but on yeah, the exactly, because we're so smart. I mean, I, I don't do it, but she said that women are so smart i mean you said this is a story of your life though so you've given one example there and we've kind of dissected it a bit and thought okay this this could be the situation this that and the other but you said it's like a reoccurring thing so what, yeah. what would you say is like the kind of common theme across this unrequited love that you keep experiencing um okay well, this kind of feels like therapy so let me just you know dig deep <laughs> um maybe the 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 issue is because there there's been a it's a constant theme right and the common denominator is me <laughs> so maybe I'm the problem in the sense that I just don't say it I don't confess like but I'm just like who would do that and I actually made a video on my social media on my Instagram you know saying that I've been single for 22 years here's why and I said I think it was like point number two or point number one is because I just don't say it, I don't confess but I'm just like who does that like I don't confess, who, ever. Who would? I mean, is it is the common theme maybe the type of guys you're going for, maybe? Well, I feel like for me, it's always like a friendship thing. So it's like maybe I shouldn't go with people that are my friends and I should like start fresh and you know what I mean? Because then with the friend thing, it's obvious how the signals can get blurred because, you know, you might think it's from a friendship perspective or like, you know, more than that. So maybe it's the friend thing. I don't know. You're getting fr- you keep getting friend zoned. This is the problem. Yeah. And you don't realise it. Do you know what I would say? I, yeah, I agree. Like my, all my experiences of unrequited love were when I was younger and probably had a heart now I'm a bit more heartless whereas but when I did experience the unrequited love it was because I think it was because I was confessing it and being like oh "Oh my god I love you oh my god you're the best thing ever Whereas then I kind of got to a stage where I I don't know it must have been uh must have been at uni at some point I was just like or what I could just do is just see if they'll kiss me back. And if they won't, then we just go with it. And then actions speak louder than words. And then often things would progress without saying it. And then you have yeah. those conversations like Later way down further the down the line. Because yeah. I do think if you confess your feelings too early on, especially if you, you haven't even like crossed that boundary from friends to the, then it's a bit like, you know, I was kind of interested, but this yeah. is coming on a bit heavy. Mm. I think I think for me it's just that if I like I'm scared to confess because yeah what if they think oh my god what the hell and then if you're friends that's to me that's just the end of the friendship there's there's no going back to being friends which is why I just don't say anything and also if you run in the same friendship group it's just so awkward because it's like oh I can't come because that person's coming and it's just I don't know maybe that's kind of immature when I think about it you know no it's it's not at all I would feel exactly the same but I think maybe that is the reason like you start as friends and then it's sort of just I don't know you set that theme of the relationship but I guess do you go on dating apps or is there anything where you haven't met someone platonically and then it's still unrequited well funny you bring up dating apps that's something that I tried this quarantine and I feel like it's a love-hate relationship with it like I'll down idea I'll get into it then I'll delete it then I'll download it again get into it then I'll delete it because I just for me I'm just like I, 
for me, I don't, I'm not really a texter. Like, my friends, I, I find it hard to communicate over text. Like, I'm a talker. And so I always thought, like, how how can I meet someone from an app? Like, I don't know how to build that connection. And it's just, I don't know. And it's difficult because for someone who doesn't really have that much experience dating, you have these guys on these apps that are so willing to go from, like, zero to 100 real quick. Like, they say, oh, let, you know, they're like, oh, let's meet up, let's do this. And I'm like, bro, like, I need to establish a connection because I'm still quite new at this. So I feel like these guys on these apps were not really on the same, like, level. If unrequited love, only one person out of the two is feeling some emotions. I feel like dating apps, zero people out of the two are feeling any like emotions because it, it's like worse than unrequited love. There's just no love. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. physical or or sexual or whatever mm. it is. And like you said, you can't build up a rapport. Like I I say to all my friends, like I would much rather, and I often do meet girls in person, I don't know, on a train on a walk on a train a, tell me about I that i want that to happen to me <laughs> <laughs> but covid guys you can't really do that nowadays yeah i know <laughs> this is this is historical but i you know i mean there's still ways you know through the masks tw- two meters apart shouting all right love but yeah no I, I do think dating apps is not necessarily a great solution to unrequited love but it does in a way give you that at least you know what you're there for yeah like, exactly no one's no one's going on a dating app to make friends yeah at least, at least you get over that side of it, but then you just have to suss them out and see if whether or not they're asleep. But then part of me... Okay, this is a side note, but then I'm so, like... I need to know what I'm getting into. So it's like, when I see the guy's profile, I'll immediately find their Instagram, stalk them, da 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 Then I feel bad for doing all of that. And I, and I feel like if I ever told them that, they'll think I'm a weirdo. But I'm not. I just want to know what I'm getting into before I waste my time talking to you. Is that weird? It's not weird at oh, all. Okay. As well, it's avoiding the catfish, I think. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That they're is just, so they're real. they're real. Literally. Yeah. Okay. And also, you know, when you, when you stalk someone on social media, you suss out more of that like if you see their instagram stories or they've got videos or whatever they have up Mm -hmm. there you get you get much more than just the three or four photos they've selected exactly yeah it's like they've curated this perfect profile on this dating app but when you go to instagram that's where all the tea is if you go to the comment section that's where all the information is so Mm -hmm. (laughs) i no, i so agree with that or more what where you really can catch someone out is the tagged photos the tagged photos (laughs) That's when, that's when they're caught off guard. That's what they really look like. <laughs> so the next part of the podcast is anonymous confessions from the audience, from listeners. Uh, most of the people say they don't want their name to be mentioned, understandably. Um, and we're going to read some of them out to you. And we'll just discuss it as a group, what we think. Uh, so Kate, you have the first one. Okay, so this is an anonymous tweet that we received, um, and it says, I burned a CD for a guy I liked in high school with all of his favourite songs, and he gave it to another girl as a present. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, like, that's what I'm saying, like, why would you do that? Like, I I, I just have no words. Ouch, ouch. Yeah. The, the, The worst thing is, well, that, like... I don't even know if that's transferable because if that's their favourite songs, you can't just then give it Do to you know a stranger. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's not very thoughtful, is it? That's the other I, girl. I feel, yeah, I feel bad for the other girl because it's like this guy's not thoughtful. This guy is yeah. I don't want to see the T word trash, but he kind of <laughs> is. Like he has no thought. 
has gone into that gift. I guarantee you, obviously, he's then turned around and said, ah, oh, babes, you know, this is all my favourite songs on this track. Like, you know, I, I, I spent hours, like, burning it onto this CD. Nah, like, this it. is for you. Delete it. And she, she, she won't know. She's like, oh, my God, he's so thoughtful. She yeah, doesn't know she'll that. be none the wiser. Delete it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I just wonder what happened afterwards. Like, was she still in love with him? Or was that, like, the biggest red flag to just get over him? And also, how did she find out? Like, did he, did he just turn around and say, oh, by the way, thanks for the CD, re-gifted it, she's now my wifey. <laughs> this is unrequited love, but it's, we got a couple of these actually, um, post-relationship unrequited love. Uh, so, uh, this one says, my friend's man keeps trying to dump her and she rejects it. They've now been together for two years. <laughs> Wait, wait, my friend's man keeps trying to dump her, but they they stay together for two years. She just keeps rejecting it. She just keeps saying no. Like, like he'll dump her and then she's just like, no. And then that's just lasted and they're they're still together. I think that's how it works. How's that sustainable? What? When I hear things like this, I'm just like, I thought I was weird. Like, and then I hear stories like this and I'm just like, yeah, people are going through it more than I am. What? If I tried to dump someone and she just turned around to me and said no, I'd be like, well, no, yes. Like, I'm, I'm no longer going to see you. Like, I'm like, what? Do you think, though, that reveals, like, issues in the other person? Because it's like, well, then they can't take no for an answer. And so they're like a pushover. Mm. Oh, that's true. Like, that's quite deep. Like, they need to sort that out. It's, it's unrequited love and some sort of weird power balance yeah. all going on at the same time. Like, she has the love and the power mm. and he has no love and no, no power. power. And it's... That's miserable. Two, do you know what two years is? This year was long enough. <laughs> Imagine two years of hell. Two years is a long time to not want to be with someone and be with them. Odd. Very odd. <laughs> Okay, I'm on my next anonymous tweet. This one's a little bit more complicated. Okay. I pretended that I wanted a job in my local bar as an excuse to talk to the barman that I had a big crush on. He went and got his manager straight away. I was interviewed in the spot and I got the job. I had to work there alongside my full-time job for three weeks out of embarrassment. Uh, Do you know, I feel like I shouldn't laugh because this sounds like something I would do. So, I mean, hey. That's dedication, to be fair. That is dedication. Yeah, and the the, the worst thing is, obviously, this is unrequited. So she's done all that effort. (gasps) Oh, and the guy still didn't like her. I don't think he did, no. Okay, no, that's peak. That is so peak. So so she's going to her full-time job and then going to the evening to work with him. And imagine if she actually hated being a bar, like, what if she hated the actual bar job? Oh, that is so peak. But then, I feel like... When you do like someone, the time you spend with them is so precious. So imagine, like, it just would have been a good time, you know? Getting all excited, like, oh, I get to work alongside whatever his name was, James or whatever. Like, that must have been nice. Yeah. It was, like, I've had friends say to me, like, oh, you're going to have to put in a shift to get her. Like, she literally <laughs> put in a shift. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Three a week, Callum. <laughs> and also on the bar, like... Imagine, because I, I used to work on a bar and I used, I used to flirt with all the customers. Oh, so imagine really? She, she's seeing him, like, flirting with all these, like, females. Like, and she's got this job just so that she could, you know, woo him. And then he's just like, all oh, right, yeah, can you uh, collect some glasses? <laughs> but then, but 
then this is how our minds work sometimes. Him asking her to get glasses, that could be like the biggest thing in her mind. Like, oh my gosh, oh, oh, she told me to get glasses. Like, honestly, that could have gone a long way. Sorry, Kate, you agree with that? A hundred percent. Yes, right. I think you just, you overthink it in your head and you're like, oh my God, and anything is like a sign. Oh my God, he's spoken to me. He knows my name. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh my God, he's probably talking to that customer just to make me jealous, blah, blah, like. Trust me. 100%. Oh my God, Kate, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, I'm so glad. <laughs> Callum's just like, you guys are weirdos. <laughs> you lot are nuts. You lot are actually nuts. Like, it's scary. I think me. it's a I'm girl so- thing. It's a girl. The idea of like walking around doing my shift and every action, someone being like, oh my God, he just picked up that glass because he knows that I touched that glass. And now our hands have basically touched because his fingerprints and my fingerprints have just merged into one. So therefore, we are just technically lovers. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that intense. But, yeah, maybe um, not that intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kate's like, yeah, okay, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Yeah, too far. So this is another kind of past relationship unrequited love. Um, and it's a guy saying that an, an ex wouldn't let three days pass without texting me for six months after the relationship ended. So they broke up and then every three days for six months... This girl was still texting, like, just all of the love. All of the love. And obviously, he was not returning the love back. Well, I feel like he should have blocked her. So he shouldn't get the messages. That is brutal. (laughs) Well, but he can't complain. True. Or he should have just told her straight. Yeah, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Like, when you break up, like, you just cut off all ties? You know, six months, that's a long time. That is a long time. I would have probably, like, either called or sat her down and been like, this needs to stop, mm-hmm. it's too much. But the heart can do crazy things sometimes. It can. Do you know what the thing is with unrequited love? I reckon on the other side of things, so we've talked pretty much primarily about the lover and not the lovey. And I think, the, you know, with this confession, for example, where you're talking about six months is a long time and stuff like that, sometimes people just like to be loved, even though they don't feel the feelings back. They like to prolong this, this unrequited love because in their heads, they've got this someone massaging their ego or, yeah. or, or, you know, throwing compliments at them or something like that. Like boys and girls... And I wonder if that's part of the problem. Mm. Have you ever like done that? Do you have an example? Well, as on which side of me just letting stringing someone along? Yeah, yeah. I love how you assume <laughs> no, of the no, two no, sides. No. I was just asking because it's based on scenario. So, like, based on scenario, <laughs> have you done what the guy did and just let her, or just yeah, mm, string somebody good along, question. even though the relationship's done and the love isn't there? Can I just say that I'm not the guest, I'm the interviewer, right? right. So, so I'll I'll be asking the questions. Right, Uh, no, (laughs) No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, I probably have, to be honest. I would say Mm. I've probably been guilty of that, where maybe not not no love at all, but maybe just not on the same level or, or on the same page or something. And I think when someone's feelings are so much stronger and you want to spare their feelings, but you're not on the same page, you become like hypersensitive to their situation because you're like oh my god this person is so in love with me if i if i'm not careful i'm gonna like destroy them i mean it's it's a lame excuse but i would say that's that's probably the only time in the past where i've maybe not been as direct as i could have been yeah i feel that what about you kate my experience. Yeah, if I'm getting if I'm getting my laundry thrown out we're throwing yours out too so we're talking about people that have had unrequited love towards me yes yeah I, I have, I have. Um, and I am guilty of probably stringing them along as well. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I've had people tell me like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to say this. It's like, look at me. Um, I have, I, someone at uni was like in love with me, but I didn't, I would, I just thought we were best friends. And I found out through someone else after like years. And I like, obviously I loved him so much as a friend. So I didn't want to cut it off because I like, he was one of my best friends. But at the same time for him, it was like not platonic. Yeah. Do you oh, know what I mean? That's the so worst. So it was, it was really, it was really hard. Um, it was like drawing the line between I don't want to cut you off because you're my friend, but then I need to cut you off because you're in love with me and I'm not in love with you. Are you still friends? No, we're not friends anymore. Because of that situation? Um, yeah, it kind of like escalated. I feel a lot of feelings are involved. So I, I think I blocked him from everything. And then I received an email from him like a year ago trying to get back in touch but I, I blocked the email as well I just think it's like it's just not nice for either of us so. their lines are blurred like it's just yeah mm-hmm. also you say that you didn't know and you thought we were just friends the whole time surely you must have had some yeah kind did you of see clue. the signs everyone says no oh, it was completely f- no I swear to god it was completely platonic like he would meet all the guys I've been dating like like a brother sort of thing did you ever and meet? And it would be fine. Did you ever meet like the girls he was into, or did you? Did he ever talk about that with you? He never dated while we were friends. Kate was the only one for him. Oh um, my god! But no, I just never knew because I have so many guy friends that I'm really close with, so I just didn't even clock on. And he never made a move. So, do you think if he made a move early on, would you have like? Like attached on or I would no I would have catched on and then I just would have been like look we're friends we either carry on as friends or that's it yeah I had no idea I genuinely did have no idea ouch ouch, ouch. yeah ouch I hope he's okay and he's healed I hope he's okay too yeah <laughs> I, so. I, I wish I wish people could actually watch this because Kate said that whilst flicking her hair <laughs> she's like I hope he's I okay hope too <laughs> Thank you so much, Ogo. It was Thank an you absolute me. pleasure. It was a pleasure. It was so fun. You've been hilarious. Thank and, you. Uh, and thanks for bearing your soul as well, you know. I and, know. And, and... I mean, my hope is that my unrequited loves don't hear this. And maybe if they do, maybe they'll realise, oh, wait, she liked me. Let me make a move. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. Or alternatively, what will happen is someone listening to this would be like, oh, she sounds like a bit of me. Mm. Will like stalk you out on Instagram and then you'll be on the other side of unrequited love because you'll be like, who is this guy? Yeah, who's you know? this guy? I mean, if you want to make a move, make a move. I'm free, you know, I'm available, but you know. Slide in the DMs. Slide in the DMs. It never happens to me. It happens to all of my friends but me. So if you if you listen to this, slide in my DMs and we'll see it where it goes. It needs to happen. Come on, boys. We'll see where it goes. Oh, cue the floodgates are now open. You, you're going to regret saying that. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank and, you. Uh, and yeah, how can people get hold of you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram, ogo.a. I post funny content and also great pictures. So the DMs are open always. <laughs> Love it. <laughs>